welcome to the Voices of War, a podcast with a simple vision, to bring to life the true costs of war through the voices of those who've lived it. I'm Maz, and I speak to soldiers, academics, refugees, peacemakers, and anyone else who's been touched by war, in the hope of demystifying, and most importantly, de-glorifying it. If you like what you hear, please consider showing your support by reviewing the show wherever you get your pods. You can also support us on our Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee page. Links to both are in the show notes. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. My guest today is Dmitro Gurin, who is a currently serving member of parliament in Ukraine, representing a district in Kiev. However, much like many of his colleagues, he's currently in an undisclosed location due to credible threats of assassination by Russian forces or contractors. Dmitro is originally from Mariupol, the besieged city in southeastern Ukraine that is capturing global headlines, where he has spent his childhood and where he went to university. In the past, Dmitro has also spent more than a decade living in Moscow and is very familiar with Russian political and media machinations. He joins me today, just after midday on Sunday 13th of March, Eastern European time, to discuss the evolving Russian invasion of Ukraine with a particular focus on its impact on the civilian population. Mitro, thank you very much for joining me on the Voices of War. Hello, thank you for inviting me. Uh, we are now in the 18th day of the invasion. How are you personally holding up? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I'm, uh, I just want to comment about the uh, undisclosed location. That uh, it's not like where everybody uh, afraid of, uh, you know, this uh, Russian troops that will kill us because we are in the shooting list. So we are really in the shooting list. I uh, checked with with uh, intelligence uh, three of my uh, friends, uh, and all of them were also in the shooting list, like me. Uh, and uh, uh, but it's not why we are in uh, undisclosed locations we just don't say uh, where we are just not to help uh, uh, Russia to you know to kill us one by one <laughs> but I think like uh, half of the members of parliament are under Russian sanctions and uh, I think Russia wants to kill them all mm. uh, so we are all in Ukraine all of us, government, president, MPs, we are all working on uh, different uh, fronts. Everybody on their front. I'm from. I'm on the information front uh, because I'm from media and uh, worked on my life in media and uh, uh, digital communications. Uh, so uh, we are fighting. We have uh, 18 uh, days of a war, and we understand. Uh, you know, I think when the war begins, uh, you're shocked uh, uh, in the beginning, and you think that it will last like very short uh, period like a uh, week two weeks and uh, in uh, two weeks you understand that uh, it will uh, last long mm. and even uh, when we see that uh, Russia started to, to collapse I mean economically uh, it will take uh, a lot of time anyway because we have uh, the uh, we have in history we have uh, uh, like we remember what's uh, going, what was going on uh, during the First World War, mm. and uh, Russia, uh, Russia had this war more than uh, uh, a lot of time after its economy collapsed. Uh, so I think it's uh, now uh, 
uh, it's already a question of a month, month. But uh, what I see that uh, the, the war became more and more in uh, mm, Russia, and uh, we see by prisoners, uh, by uh, talks of prisoners of war, we see that uh, the morale in uh, Russian army is totally low mm. and is dropping. And the uh, soldiers understood because everybody thought uh, their brains are washed with propaganda and everybody mm. thought uh, they will have like three days creek, and mm. everybody will meet, meet them uh, with flowers. And now we're meeting them, uh, we are ready to give uh, flowers just uh, to their funerals and we are not really ready to do it because, you know, it's money and we need money for other things now. And uh, the main joke is uh, uh, in the beginning of, uh, uh, of the invasion, the main joke was uh, Russian soldiers, please put some uh, flower seeds in, uh, in your pockets uh, to just for all of this to have any sense. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> some sense, because yeah. it's senseless. Totally. Put some seeds, please, yeah. because you have fertilizer. And we want to, we want yeah. to uh, see flowers, flowers from the yeah. places where you. Where Th- that's you, a really interesting, yeah, you know, yeah. that's a really interesting point because I mean, I've, firstly, I've seen that meme, but, but you and I spoke just briefly before. I mean, I, I'm I'm from the city of Sarajevo, which which, as as you know fully well, was a besieged city, you know, in not too distant past, and humor, you know, in the in the spirit of the Sarajevan and the Bosnian nationhood, humor played a critical role, and I'm finding that that is. Um, you know, and you're you're in the information space. We're seeing so many memes coming out that are that are that are. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's crazy to call it funny because it's it's war. People are dying. How do you see that? How what do you see is the role of humor right now in Ukraine? Uh, I think that we are we all of you. We would die from stress if we didn't have humor because it's not really possible. All all you know, it's not really possible to think that uh, it's not possible to survive without humor now because uh, all these stories uh, when you hear them from uh, from uh, uh, people who evacuated from Bucha, from Erpain, from Gastomil. From Kharkiv, from Mariupol, first of all, and from my parents' stories, from my parents in Mariupol, it's uh, so awful. So without humor, uh, you know, it's uh, we all would die from stress. Yeah, uh, and humor humor helps us really. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, in general, we have uh, you know we have a uh, uh, totally different situation uh, that was in the beginning of this war because. It started uh, uh, more than two weeks ago. It started like an ordinary war, army against army, uh, and uh, uh, we beat the asses on the battlefield. Uh, and uh, it's uh, they understood it's not like uh, easy walk. That's it will be not like uh, three days uh, blitzkrieg all over the Ukraine. Uh, and uh, they changed tactics with a little bit more than a week ago, like nine days ago. They changed tactics. Uh, they uh, had uh, uh, in the Russian army, the uh, soldiers got uh, at first permission to kill civilians. And uh, two days ago, on some uh, directions, they had order to kill, kill civilians. So they already had order. Uh, and uh, they decided that if we all resist, 
because now eight of ten Ukrainians are ready to shoot, and eight of ten Ukrainians are in army or helping the army. And uh, if uh, we all resist, so let's kill them all. Mm. It's not, uh, you know, it's not something new for Russia. They did it several times during the last three hundred years. And uh, people who know who knows uh, uh, history well, they don't trust this, you know, Soviet narrative about one one nation, all this shit that uh, Russian propaganda brainwashed uh, their citizens and uh, tried to, to brainwash uh, Ukrainian people during last, uh, you know, from uh, in the 20th century. Mm. So. Uh, like I, I lived in Russia during 12 years uh, during Putin regime before the Maidan. And uh, I understood that the war is inevitable and it, w- it will be really bloody mm. because they don't, it's, it's like Israel against the Arabian world. Uh, mm. Russia doesn't, doesn't, uh, uh, allow us, uh, they, they just d- doesn't allow us to exist in their minds. They think that there is no any Ukraine and there is no Ukrainian nations. And, uh, it's not about Putin. Yeah, Putin, first of all, but it's not about Putin. It's uh, the common uh, in Russia. It's like mm. on the like on the on the creative industries everywhere on the financial uh, sector. Like I'm talking about top level, and people saying, "What Ukraine? I'm sorry, you don't have stock market. You don't have economy. You have funny language. Ha ha ha! Ukraine, it's not a country at all." So that's a real common position. It's, it's a cultural and, uh, narrative almost in Russia, is it? Yeah, yeah. And it's not about Putin. It's now Ukraine, some funny people. Yeah, you know, they, they have borscht and they have uh, vodka also. And uh, we like to go uh, to Kiev to eat some borscht. And uh, Kiev uh, uh, have to be Russian just to borscht to, to be cheaper for us. Mm. That's a logic. Mm. 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 And... Uh, yeah, so uh, so I understood that the war will be inevitable. But uh, last week, uh, what we have in Ukraine is um, it's not the war anymore, and everybody have to understand it's mass murdering. It's Bosnia mm. because they uh, uh, people they uh, now we had uh, now we have some refugees already. They went out from Europe and Bucha. They started to went out two days ago, three days ago and uh, started to tell their stories and uh, it's uh, really awful because uh, russians uh, they uh, kill people for food yeah they occupy territory uh, and uh, we have to understand that bucha or paying the stormil is uh, suburbs of kiev and these are rich suburbs uh, so they occupy uh, part of territory russians and they don't have supply because we are blowing up uh, their supply lines. With the Bayraktar, uh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. The whole Not world with is watching. Charts, you know, with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the farmers. Uh, mm. We already, our farmer, farmers have, uh, have uh, uh, and law and have javelins. I'm mm. not joking. And uh, they have, uh, uh, like, okay, territorial unit defense have javelins and, and law. Farmers have russian weapons because mm. <laughs> because we have we captured a really we captured uh in uh, during this war uh more weapons than uh ukrainian uh, ukrainian uh, manufactured for the army wow so really a lot so wow. they are uh, occupying uh territory they don't have supply so they need food and they go to uh, houses and uh, they ask people to give all the food they have. And if they are 
against it, they are killed. So if you don't give all your food, they kill you. And you cannot go out from a building, from a house, because streets uh, uh, are, um, the snipers are in the streets, Mm. and uh, they don't shoot, uh, you know, like they don't, shoot to, to the air to say don't go here now they kill the, the, the moment uh, when they when they see a person yes, on the street yeah. uh, I don't know if it's more like in Bosnia it's, like it's, this I mean but, I, I, as you're talking I'm getting goosebumps because I, I remember you know just looking out the window and the snipers were, were were shooting at everything that moved and that because they got bored they were shooting at the pigeons uh, you know they were that bored and they had that much ammunition they were shooting at pigeons in the street um, so the uh, 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 that certainly resonates with me. I do have a question about the. You, you made the point that the morale of the Russian troops is is low, but then also that you know the Russian population, you know by and large supports, uh, uh, I guess, the war or the invasion. So how do those those two marry up? I mean, if, if the morale is low, you would expect the soldiers to, I guess, give up. You know, uh, uh, I don't know, run away or or. or uh, simply surrender, but we're not seeing that on mass, are we? Uh, we see it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, more. We see more and more giving up. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, we have like small groups, and every day uh, it started like uh, five days ago. It started to be more and more, you know, massive. Uh, mm-hmm. More okay. and more small troops go into Russian border, and some go into Ukrainian uh, to Ukrainian positions just to give up. And uh, uh, they, uh, it's it's uh, pretty interesting. The part of the troops they are uh, in really in, in very low moral because they understood that we will kill them, all mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. all of them who will who we can kill, we will, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and the only uh, possibility to them to give up now. Because um, uh, because I will tell like in five minutes what they are doing now mm. with mm. The, our cities, mm. and the other part of troops uh, they just got mad because we beat them on the battlefield, and uh, they are really angry because mm. uh, they lived in an, in this myth of a great Russian army, and I think it's pretty also uh, for them it's really hard to understand that they are just you know people without they see our that our uh, territorial defense units uh, they have uh, better equipment than mm. regular russia army and it's it's reality because we have a war eight years already and they just have myth about war they mm. didn't have uh, real conflicts uh, uh, russian army so the second part of army got mad and they mm. kill people for fun yeah. I talked with a uh, uh, refugee uh, yesterday from Irpin, and uh, she told me stories. Uh, just my blood is blood was you know boiled. Boiling. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, that Russians uh, they kill people for fun, not only for food. For food, uh, I it's it's it that something that can it's uh, awful, but it can have some practical sense. No, they keep kill people for fun, uh, and uh, mm, but Russian army they understood that uh, they are not invited here because they were brainwashed that uh, everybody is waiting for them, that uh, there is a Nazi country. Mm. Uh, no, 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 sorry, uh, that is a Nazi uh, government over like uh, our Russian people were captured in Ukraine. 
uh, by control of Nazis. That's a myth that uh, they are brainwashed with. And uh, uh, we have, uh, and uh, they understood it's not, it's not true. Mm. Well, and, now, well, uh, well, I guess uh, now they really understand, right? Now, now they really now they really understand. understand. Yes, and now they are going to Ukraine, and uh, now they see that we have um, like rocks already because they don't have in Russia, uh, and uh, uh, because we have um, uh, the, the, our the biggest and most popular reform in Ukraine, uh, it's decentralization, and first of all, final decentralization, and. Uh, the most uh, uh, the most successful and uh, uh, most popular reform in Ukraine it's decentralization, and first of all fin- financial decentralization, and uh, now the budgets uh, of local civil government during uh, the last eight years they rise uh, uh, multiplied four times, and uh, if we count uh, state programs for uh, development of regions, it's six times. Okay. So we have now roads, also in villages, also, and uh, we, we have a huge roads program all over the country, and uh, because we were a state without roads, you know, this mm-hmm. classic uh, Eastern uh, post-Soviet state, yeah. uh, and uh, not anymore. And the Russians, uh, you know, we have uh, from uh, the prisoners uh, from the from that side, and uh, from uh, you know audio, uh, we catch the audio uh, phone calls. And uh, they say, uh, we don't understand what we, why we are here. They live better here than us. Mm. And uh, they have roads and villages. And this story about roads and villages, they uh, repeat and repeat it in uh, different people, in the different phone calls mm. that we catch. So uh, they uh, understood because it's, you also need time to, you know, to get something, to really understand something. And they understood that uh, we are not, we don't want to see them. Mm. So they decided, a week ago, they decided to terrorize us. So if we cannot uh, uh, break you on the battlefield, uh, win you on the battlefield, we will just kill you all. That's a th- new tactics. And uh, in Mariupol, now there is no uh, heating, water, uh, gas, electricity, uh, mobile network. Uh, only several spots in uh, uh, in the city have mobile network, and uh, during several hours per day, because uh, uh, we every day we um, uh, repair the mobile tower, and every day they uh, hit it with artillery or something else. Mm-hmm. Something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so uh, it's medieval siege. They're, all the city is blocked. They're, all the roads and fields around are mined from by Russian side. And uh, uh, people, it's mousetrap with 350,000 people. And all of these people are in Mariupol because they couldn't believe Russia will bomb Russian-speaking city. Because yeah. Mariupol is 95% Russian-speaking city. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my parents is in Mariupol because mm. of this. They mm. couldn't believe. They, they thought that Russian army will go uh, you know, very fast through Mariupol. We'll just block it, and uh, it will be, and they will sit there uh, because they are sixty-seven and sixty-nine, and they already ran from the ran from the war eight years ago, and they decided they are too old to run again, mm. uh, and uh, they couldn't imagine and uh, what Russia will do. And if, frankly speaking, even me understanding when Russia is, 
I uh, couldn't imagine the level of madness mm. because mm. their bombing, the shelling never stops. They drop a bomb and we're telling about, you know, this uh, big uncontrollable bombs from airplanes uh, that, uh, that you, you cannot... Uh, uh, the, the, the point to the exact location. Yeah, no precision. No uh, precision. You just drop them. And it's uh, the big bombs after the hole, after it's, uh, it's like six meter depth. So it's really big. That uh, a bomb that they drop on the, on the maternity hospital. Yeah, mm. uh, it's yeah, uh, the, the hole is uh, six meters, uh, six twenty feet uh, height, okay, yeah. uh, depth. Uh, so <laughs> so they drop a bomb every 30 minutes on the city. Uh, it's uh, totally destroyed all the communications and it, they cannot be repaired because they're bombing and bombing and bombing. Uh, they uh, they uh, shoot from artillery without any stops. Mm. Uh, and uh, yesterday they started to, to uh, shoot from tanks to nine-story uh, buildings. So these multi-apartment buildings, mm. they're just shooting them from the tanks. Of course, all the people now live in basements. Mm. Uh, and it's not, you know, bomb shelters, it's just basements of yeah. uh, these nice, very classic uh, Soviet uh, buildings. Mm. And uh, uh, they, uh, they, they don't have water. They don't have food already. Uh, they use, they melt snow for water. They uh, use... Uh, 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 water from a battery system, from a radiator system. They have oh, yeah. some in the in the buildings, uh, and uh, they have some food. You know, they, they're like storages uh, that uh, people mm. uh, people had, uh, uh, like yeah. conservation, preservation, and so, mm. so on. Uh, they, of course, no shops. Uh, everything at, uh, from the shops were already taken. No medicine. Uh, all the hospitals in the city are bombed. The maternity hospital, children's hospital, central hospital, uh, emergency units, uh, so everything uh, destroyed. My school is destroyed. My university is destroyed. Uh, they are just uh, decided to destroy the whole city. I lived in 15 years. In the district uh, where I grew up, uh, there, is no even, uh, there is no even trees anymore because uh, some of, of trees were like uh, destroyed by uh, artillery and uh, air bombing and some of the trees were cut to prepare food because wow. people prepare food uh, on the open fire mm. uh, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, when i think about my parents uh, 67 and 69 who are preparing food uh, on the uh, open fire and leave uh, already more than a week uh, without any heating uh, and it's uh, below zero there mm. uh, i just can't imagine it i just it, it doesn't feel in my head have you spoken to your parents uh, are you keeping in touch with them or are you able to keep in touch like uh, in uh, once in three days uh, during 30 seconds yeah. so i know they're alive and that's all that's uh, the only thing i know uh so uh, they, I think they took uh, Mariupol as a target uh, and uh, decided to destroy the city uh, to show everybody uh, that they can. Uh, it's nothing, uh, there is no any difference between this destroying city and uh, using tactical nuclear. The only difference is that they're doing it slowly 
And uh, yes, and bodies lays on the streets a lot. It's uh, they they just uh, during the last eight days they uh, took uh, uh, bodies around one thousand five hundred uh, people uh, bodies from from the streets, and that's only what they collected. Mm. And they're uh, now burying them in, in, nobody, in mass burials as well, right? I mean, it's, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're and, just and they have mass burials, and yeah. nobody knows how many people uh, bodies are in, uh, uh, in in the destroyed buildings and uh, uh, the rumble, uh, and uh, mm. Mm. much more. Everybody understands that much more, several times more, ten thousand, twelve thousand. Nobody knows exactly. And can people get and, out? Uh, I mean, is there any way to get out of Mariupol at the moment? No, no. There is no way. Yesterday, five cars uh, went out, and uh, uh, it was uh, they just went out through minefields. Mm. So just it's it's slaughter. You can imagine it's mm. uh, the, uh, the, everything around is hardly mined. The roads are mined, fields are mined. It's uh, all the you know these god steps. All everything is mined, and. Uh, Mm, and they shoot uh, cars. They shoot civilian cars uh, uh, that try to escape. They have an order not to uh, not to give anybody uh, the possibility to exit the city. Uh, so they dis- just decided to destroy the city to show what they can to Ukraine and to everybody, uh, and to make hunger in the middle of Europe. Uh, for 350,000 people that are, are tra- trapped now in Mariupol in this mousetrap. Uh, so they, I think the main thing that uh, your audience uh, have to understand, they won't stop. Mm. Ukraine is just the beginning. They won't stop. They, they don't have the possibility to stop anymore because they understand when they stop, they go to The Hague. Mm. They go to the court. And uh, to a tribunal, and uh, they cannot stop. If they stop, they die. So Ukraine and uh, Baltic states and Poland is just the question of where is your line, guys? I mean, of uh, not uh, exactly yours, but in, in in general, the civilized world. Where is the line? Because if this line is hunger in the center of Europe for three hundred fifty thousand, not because we don't have food just because somebody decided that we will make a hunger and uh, anybody who will try to escape we will kill this person mm. uh, or this uh, red line is a bomb for, to the maternity hospital in Warsaw mm. you know mm. or I don't know or in Berlin and uh, when uh, you know the, the European leaders are saying that they trust in dialogue dialogue with Russia uh, we in Ukraine joking that uh, they will uh, have a dialogue. Or they will uh, uh, talk w- even with Russian soldiers in Berlin Cafe. Mm. Yeah, they will talk mm. and talk with them. Mm. So they will have this dialogue until the end. Uh, and uh, uh, the World War Three Three started already. It just uh, now it's uh, the matter of uh, of time when everybody joins. I hope on the right side. Mm. And uh, uh, now it's uh, the question of uh, where do you have this war, guys? Mm. On Ukrainian territory or on your territory? That is your choice. Mm. I mean, I, I, I can, <laughs> again, as an as a ethnic Bosnian, I can totally empathize with the, 
with the sense of helplessness and the bewilderment and the amazement that the world could stand by and watch. Um, I think that's a it's it's a cruel reality of interests, you know, competing against. Uh, yes, values, I, right? I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But the problem is uh, that uh, the big war. No, we, we, we. I talked before that big war is inevitable, uh, and now we have different situation. The big war is already started. Mm. So the only difference is where you guys will have this war on our territory, Ukraine territory, on yours. Mm. So, if, when you, in what moment will you join us when the war is still on Ukraine territory mm. or when the war already comes to yours? Because, uh, you know, the people, uh, uh, there are two types. One type is not dropping the bombs on maternity hospital. They just don't care. They just can't. Mm. They can't press this button. And another type who can do it. And if this the second type who can drop a bomb on a maternity hospital, it's not the point for them. Where is this maternity hospital located? In Warsaw, yeah. Kiev, in Berlin, in Mariupol. You know, so uh, they will just they will just go further. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a. <laughs> how, how do you see this unfolding? Given the fact that you know Western capitals are very resistant to either enforcing a no-fly zone or openly declaring war on Russia. Um, and, and I'd be surprised if that happens. I'm sure you would be surprised if that happens in the near future. Um, how, how do you see this going forward, especially given the fact that what you've identified as a, as a real possibility or, or, of, of Russian soldiers, um, you know, giving up on mass, the morale being low? What, what, what are the avenues that actually can bring this to a quick resolution? Uh, I think that uh, situation, like, uh, I think that everybody um, wants to wait because, uh, you know, everybody has seen that Ukrainian army resists and it can stop the Russian troops. And uh, when I understand that sanctions uh, for Russia, it's something that uh, nobody has seen before at all. Mm. Mm. With sanctions for their uh, reserves, for the for the currency gold reserves, national, yeah. it's uh, unbe- it's something unbelievable. It's uh, something that uh, nobody even don't understand how it will work exactly mm. because nobody has seen it before. Mm. And uh, of course, uh, uh, the time place for our, on our side, of mm. course, and. Uh, I think that Mr. Putin wants NATO to join this war. He wants to strike nukes on the European cities. And uh, as the, the, I understand uh, the position to come, uh, but I think it's important what. Uh, uh, European, uh, the, the, the nations say, people say, not the leaders, because uh, uh, all these stories from uh, refugees from the cities where Russian army kill people for fun, they're starting to spread, and uh, these people with black faces, they, uh, I, I've never seen faces like this before, uh, because they, it's like. People have seen something 
mm. that uh, they will never forget. And yeah. I think you as a Bosnian, you know, mm. understand what I'm telling about. And uh, they, they, they started uh, to tell this story and this story is spreading. And uh, uh, I think that now in several days, uh, all the world will hear the total the, the stories about mass murdering, and uh, you know uh, it depends on us what will be the Mariupol in the world history, or it will be the uh, you know like rebuilt rebuilt city that we will uh, build again as a symbol, or it will be in one line with Treblinka and Auschwitz mm. because three hundred fifty thousand people. And uh, mm. and by the way, uh, about the story with hunger, uh, Russia never changes. Mm. They did it uh, hundred years ago uh, in in uh, bigger, much bigger scales. It's our national tragedy, Holodomor. They the same way totally. They blocked territories. They took all the food, and they killed everybody who tried to escape. Mm. Yeah. My family, part of my family, they uh, ran out from this blocked uh, territory. Uh, they lived near the Kharkiv, and they uh, ran one hundred years ago uh, by just by accident mm. with ten, 10 children. You know, and uh, mm, their methods never changes. It's mm. uh, a cruel uh, army that uh, kills civilians. And uh, the commanders, they give permission. And one moment, they give an order. Mm. They say, kill all the civilians you see. And it's not Putin, you know, who pressed this button. Uh, button. And not Putin mm. who give this order. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've spent a lot of time in, in what you said, 12 years in, in Russia. What, and, and given what you said about what the everyday Russian thinks about the invasion. You know, for a while we were hearing potential whispers and, and maybe hope of, you know, a, a, an internal revolution inside Russia uh, to, stop, uh, to stop the war. What do you, how do you feel about that now? Do you still have any communication with people in Russia uh, at all? And, and, and what is the dominant narrative there? And is it shifting at all towards... Uh, this not being a special operation, but being a genuine war and an invasion of a sovereign nation? Uh, it's pretty difficult to uh, answer your question because all my friends I had there, uh, they're already out of country. The last of them uh, exit uh, like uh, two weeks ago when the war started, mm -hmm. like in several days, they were all of them were out. And uh, uh, I don't know what uh, Russian population thinks about this country. I think that in any uh, country, when country starts a war, uh, people, uh, uh, at, at first moment, people are trying to uh, think that it will be the, they will have a victory, that it will be the uh, short uh, war, just weeks, uh, and uh, we will win. And it's, you know, the, some kind of national story. But when they have, when they uh, start to uh, get bodies of their soldiers, of course the situation changes. Uh, but we have uh, Russia as our counterpart, and they just don't take bodies of their soldiers. 
they just don't leave they just leave them you know so the russian society they don't know that people die in there because they just leave the bodies mm. and uh, we don't know uh, what to do with them we had uh, like we used to refer a special refrigerator we have mm. we had a problem in ukraine because we don't have enough refrigerators Mm. These uh, we uh, killed away like thirteen thousand of Russian soldiers. Mm. How many? It's thousand? a lot. How many? Thirteen. Wow. Thirteen thousand, okay. yeah. and wow. it's really a lot. Yeah. And uh, we have evidences that uh, uh, they uh, killed their wounded, wounded, and. First, uh, and uh, then we understood that. They have uh, huge logistic problems, and uh, they cannot uh, get uh, these uh, troops, no, these yeah. uh, wounded to the uh, hospitals. The hospitals yeah. It's just uh, too too uh, difficult. So they kill them. We cannot we cannot imagine anything in Ukraine to, to kill our soldier. It's no, you know, it's uh, really uh, something very medieval. What's going mm-hmm. on here? Uh, but um, if you want to uh, to understand, uh, I mean, you and the audi- audience of your podcast want to understand better what's going on, I think uh, that uh, uh, you have to read uh, Winter War, about uh, war in Finland, uh, 1939, because everything is just, uh, just the same. I think they have, you know, this uh, small book, uh, 30 mm. pages uh, with instructions uh, how to make how to make a playbook, how to make a war with your neighbor. Uh, mm. And uh, they have it like already 120 20 years uh, or I don't know, 100 mm. years, yeah. more, 200 years. And they do the same. So nothing changes, like uh, 80 years gone and nothing changes. The same Finland People Republic, uh, the same story that is our people who are, uh, uh, you know, controlled by Nazis. Everything is the same. So we are sure uh, that we will uh, win in this war because it's uh, the war for our existence. Yeah. Uh, and everybody now sees that uh, they just, uh, they don't want to control. Uh, they want to destroy mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and kill all of us. It's uh, uh, it's hard to believe, but it's uh, you know we don't have to uh, hear what they say because yeah. Mr. Lavrov says in the morning that uh, uh, it was Nazi's nest. Uh, how uh, as we say, nest of pregnant Nazis in uh, maternity hospital, and uh, uh, a day. Uh, he says that uh, there there were no any bombing of uh, and uh, all of this is just a movie and uh, staged and uh, uh, the uh, in uh, several hours uh, he says that we are making uh, biological weapons uh, that ha- that can kill uh, you know by nation uh, by nation so mm-hmm. that kills only Russians mm-hmm. and we want to spread it with pigeons. So uh, we don't have to listen to this bullshit. Mm. We have to see what they are doing. And they now uh, shooting from tanks, their multi-apartments building, nine stories building, 12, mm. 12 mm. stories building, mm. just from just from tanks. Yeah, straight from the... So they, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they decided to, uh, decided to bomb the Mariupol to the ground. 
And we have to see, uh, we have to look at this. Mm. So what do you want, Dmitra, what do you want world leaders or Western world leaders to do right now to help Ukraine? What 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 is what does Ukraine need? Uh, Ukraine needs uh, more support. Uh, as I said, uh, we understand that we will uh, win because we don't have just another uh, any other option. Uh, they want to destroy us and kill us all, and uh, not the first time in the history uh, they did do it. I think around every hundred years, and uh, we need uh, more weapons. We need uh, uh, more volunteers, more finances for uh, uh, microfinance stabilization, and. Uh, uh, we need help with our refugees, and uh, you give all of this, and uh, we are—you can't imagine how grateful we are. Uh, but uh, the, the week ago, this war went to another stage. It's mass murdering, and now, when war started, everybody uh, were ready, you know, to sanctions against the war, you yeah. know, to to move. That the Russian moved, and everybody. Uh, answered with their moves but now it's mass murdering and nobody wait that uh, we will have uh, like mass murdering in 2022 in the center of europe like hunger uh, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody understands now how to react and we're asking about uh green corridors it's mm-hmm. the main thing now because uh, our our uh, guys uh beating Russian armies on the battlefield, and they decided to kill our parents and our children. Mm. Mm. Uh, and uh, I can't imagine uh, that uh, the whole world that united around Ukraine cannot you know, decide the problem with hunger in the center of Europe, just artificially made. Mm. And uh, that all the world together cannot get uh, people out from mousetraps. Mm. Because if we if we cannot do it, so what do we can? Mm. We have one maniac with nuclear weapons, mm. and everybody. So what? We are just uh, he's uh, killing, destroying mm. one city, killing, killing another hundred thousands of people, and we are what? Just looking at this, mm. guys. Maniac don't stops, mm. and we understand already that uh, Putin. Uh, uh, you know, th- there is now a discussion that uh, if Putin is uh, mad uh, from in medicine, mm. uh, from medicine point of view, medically, mm. and uh, uh, I think that uh, situation is uh, a little bit more difficult. Uh, there are uh, for a long times already uh, rumors uh, about cancer. Mm. We have some information uh, that he had cancer. Some proofs he had cancer already in two thousand twelve. Mm, and uh, uh, our National Institute of Cancer Specialists uh, say that it looks like uh, the brain cancer uh, that press on a movement center in the brain. Because mm. if you uh, pay attention on his uh, uh, legs, first of all, uh, you will see that uh, something uh, weird is going on. And it's not Parkinson, because Parkinson, it's... Uh, 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 it, it, uh, the whole body uh, mm, is this movement so from Parkinson, yeah, the whole body is affected and um, yeah, in, in his it's uh, only uh, on the legs and uh, uh, our uh, doctors from uh, National Institute of Cancer, they say that it's pretty uh, you know, pretty standard uh, 
um, situation for some brain cancers, but no good news, guys. Uh, you can live with brain cancer for a lot, a lot of uh, uh, types of brain cancer for a long time on chemistry, for a long time, really, even if, if it's not a, or, or you cannot operate it, you cannot uh, do surgery. Uh, and uh, I, but I think I had, I'm cancer survivor. I had cancer. Oh, wow. okay. Twice. And uh, I know what uh, that everybody who had cancer say the same story that the only thing you can think uh, when uh, you got uh, diagnosed is what i didn't uh, uh what i what i didn't do in my life hmm. what haven't i achieved yeah. that i wanted to achieve yeah yeah, yeah. what i haven't achieved hmm. so what is to do a little that world war three is started already uh, at second, uh, they have to uh, open their eyes and to read the polls and uh, in uh, Europe and in America, what people think, what mm. they uh, uh, electorate think about mm. it. Mm. And they will see the, the level of support and they have to think about their next elections. I think it's a really important thing for them in mm. democratic societies. Mm. Uh, and um, so we need uh, any possible method to get our people, our elderly, our children, our, our women. Uh, so uh, if you cannot give us uh, to close the sky, okay, close the sky over, you know, cities of humanitarian uh, disaster, humanitarian catastrophe. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, because I think that a little bit more, and uh, uh, you remember the story, like Irish um, uh, fishermen from Ireland, as I remember, they decided uh, they don't like uh, that Russia want to make uh, the trainings in either country. And they just went and said, oh, okay, we won't do it. So if it goes like it goes, I think like in, in a week, uh, fishermen's just you know together or Mariupol is mined for Berdyansk is not mined just mm -hmm. to get people out from there because if leaders cannot do people will do we are in a new society in a new world now in the media world now and everybody is seeing what's going on mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, I would add uh, several words about Russia I think uh, that uh, they will have a collapse uh, of economy. Everybody there understands it already. Who who can think? Who have brains? Uh, that um, the popularity of this war is dropping dramatically, and uh, almost uh, half of the population, I think, now more already, think that uh, Russia is uh, making you know this uh, that the Russia is aggressor. Uh, but uh, as I said, they uh, didn't. Uh, they haven't seen uh, the bodies of their soldiers because they don't. Uh, they don't, <laughs> they don't take bring it them home. Take yeah. these bodies. Yeah, yeah. They don't bring them home. So so easy, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so so simple decision of this problem. And uh, but I think uh, they will be shocked uh, very soon. Mm. And uh, they uh, don't understand uh, yet uh, that uh, they will have a problem with food during the next season. I mean, next uh, autumn and winter. Mm. 
uh, and uh, uh, they are totally now unconnected from the from the whole world, yeah. and uh, they will become uh, North Korea. And uh, it's uh, not it's not because uh, like you know in in the world everybody think how it's possible, and the Russians will become North Korea. Uh, is it okay to them? Uh, everybody have to understand that to make North Korea the military dictator uh, from Russia is the goal of Mr. Putin. Mm. You know, and he is really dying and happy, very ill man. And uh, uh, of course, this person can press a red button, of course. And I'm Frankly speaking, I am sure that we will we will see the tactical nuke. I think that a, a Russian uh, uh, population it will not resist. They just don't he, don't uh, have these uh, uh, practices, you know, structures. Because if you want to make revolution, you need structures, you need networks of people. And uh, they are destroying uh, in Russia all the structures with national policy. And I went to them, uh, they have like uh, opposition, and uh, this opposition uh, works on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. shows, and, yeah. and I gave them a big interview, like half an hour interview. And uh, they know they're sitting uh, and uh, talking about what's uh, all of this is not right. And we understand that Putin is your enemy and Putin is our enemy also. And all of this, blah, blah, and uh, another shit. And I, 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 I talked to them and I understood that in Ukraine, in this uh, program, that 30,000 people, they... Was life, were life, you know, 30,000 people live of this program in mm. Ukraine. We trained in, in this case, we would train everybody to make Molotov cocktails mm. because you know, if you will have in your country the problems with YouTube and it's your, you know, last days to tell somebody something useful in Russian circumstances, of course. In our country, we would explain how to make Molotov cocktail mm. because mm. it's the most useful in mm. this situation. Mm. And they're talking, they're talking, they're just blah blah. So I uh, can't, uh, I don't expect any, you know, revolution, organized revolution, real revolution. I think uh, that uh, the possibilities are: it's a military coup because army doesn't like what's going on and. Uh, now uh, the only person who press, uh, you know, who push this war is Putin and Shoigu, mm-hmm. Minister of Defense, mm-hmm. and uh, a military coup, or uh, just a, just a total chaos. The yeah. total I can I can imagine total chaos in, in Russia, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that uh, Russian Federation will collapse. It's uh, I think it's. Uh, I prognosed it for 2024, uh, but now I think uh, uh, it can be like uh, it can start already in the end of this year, maybe the spring of next year. So I think we uh, won't see um, pretty soon uh, the Russia as we uh, used it to see, mm. as we uh, see it now. 
I think uh, because, uh, you know, people in uh, Tatarstan or people in uh, Bashkorkastan, uh, they don't really understand uh, why they have to die on the war against Ukrainians. Mm. Mm. And, uh, and the people from uh, Chechnya, who is under control of Kadyrov, mm. uh, it's like uh, Alarik uh, for uh, Roman emperors, mm. you know, like mm. barbarians on yeah. the service of Roman emperors. Mm. They have the same function, and uh, uh, and it's very uh, you know the Chechnya. It's very very uh, special situation because uh, Russia um, lose the war to Chechnya because Russia pays like incredible money to Chechnya. Russia all these years, Russia pays to Chechnya. In fact, reparations. Mm. And and Chechen uh, uh, Chechens they uh, control a lot of uh, like econ- economic uh, uh, low level middle level uh, businesses all o- all over the Russia and uh, they uh, they are uncontrollable. Mm. They're just uh, the the Kadyrov uh, just says that uh, we will on the on the live in Instagram. Yeah, it's blocked already. Sorry, mm. Ramzan. And uh, uh, he said on his Instagram that we will kill uh, the family of uh, Chechen judge of high court, and his and all his family they have to be dead, you know, just yeah. or Instagram or on television in, in on live, you know. So they uncontrolled. There is no Russian law there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in, in reality, Chechen won in this war, in, the, in that war. Yeah, uh, so it's very special situation. But other nations inside the Russia, they don't understand what, what, why they have to die in this uh, very stupid war. Mm. Uh, so my prognosis is uh, that uh, this war, uh, the world will see these uh, incredible stories uh, from uh, Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, the world is uh, very, you know, now united around Ukraine, and uh, people in the world, they, no, nobody. Uh, nobody waited. So we will resist like this. Everybody, yeah, everybody thought that Ukraine will fall. Mm. Frankly speaking, we didn't understand, and we told everybody, guys, uh, you know, why we have to fall. Mm. We uh, like Russia. Russia. The, the, the interesting thing: Russia didn't have wars. Mm. Mm. The last real war in uh, Russia that was that was uh, the war with Chechnya, mm. and it was beginning of two thousand. Mm. So. Uh, and they, uh, you know, they uh, terrorized uh, civilians. They uh, just uh, destroyed Grozny, the yeah. uh, biggest, uh, the capital of Russia. Of course, yeah. Th- then what? What wars did, did they have? Like yeah. the, the Georgia. Mm. I'm sorry, mm. it's mm. a nice joke. Mm. Uh, like uh, Russia against Georgia. Like what? Like Syria? They just bombed uh, bombed civilians from planes. Mm. Like mm. what? Where? What conflict? They where their army had to train. Yeah, if you want, if you want your army have to be effective, your mm. army have to uh, to to take part in wars. Mm. You know, mm. it's so it's so easy. Nothing more. Mm. And we have uh, uh, 440,000 people uh, uh, that uh, rotated through the front line during these eight years. Mm, mm, yeah, well, and now and, with and the, it's a big difference. It's between huge, people who work yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a big difference the, between yeah. the people who are, you know who uh, heard the the sound of bullets, mm. uh, bullets, and uh, who didn't. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, we and we understand that it's uh, our lands, our mm. land, our parents, our children, and mm. uh, there is no nowhere to escape for us from here. And what's been uh, so, incredible for us, for us in the in the in the West to watch, has been the the uprising of the people, uh, and also the kind of uh, social media play out. You know, we we're seeing, you know, urban warfare experts give advice to people in Kiev on how to make Molotov cocktails, how to make barricades. This it's a it's a different level of warfare. I mean, you're you're an informations uh, expert, but this is this is something very different, and that's is also I feel brought the world or, or has brought Ukraine into everybody's pocket, you know, on the smartphone, uh, which then, of course, is bringing a lot of support, uh, at least in spirit, uh, to Ukraine. And that's something uh, new. It's, uh, you know, we uh, have a nation now. We mm. always had it, but, mm. Uh, mm. you know, always it was, it was questions and now mm. we are russian some people are russian speaking and there are some you know, differences and all of this blah blah and now everybody understand that we are the nation and nobody says mm. uh, it's wrong or it's uh, not real yeah and when you have a nation you can just give people weapons mm. and you understand that they won't kill each other mm. and uh, we have uh, a very big disc we had a very big discussion for several years uh, for a long time, about uh, uh, weapons uh, for civilians. And uh, every half of the year, we have a new project of the law. Now it's forbidden. Uh, a new project of the law to uh, give uh, the personal, uh, uh, like, uh, rifles mm, and uh, mm -hmm. the personal weapon for civilians. You understand? Mm, mm -hmm, and... Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, when the war started, when the first rockets uh, dropped, uh, everybody understood that's now is the time, and we started to just spread automatic uh, rifles on the street. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so the, I I took my Kalashnikov in six hours after the after the rockets, and uh, I don't know how to shoot when my Kalashnikov is <laughs> in the territorial defense unit yeah. because <laughs> yes, because uh, that's just, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Just, and uh, but I have it now. It's, I, don't, I don't think I will. Uh, I can have it after the war because I think it's you know it's it, the war. Something. It will be somewhere yeah. uh, in good hands, and uh, uh, but uh, we are not afraid of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, uh, and uh, these uh, all these recipes from the minister of defense of cocktail Molotov. Uh, it's uh, it, it's very it's uniting country because uh, everybody uh, are really afraid now and very nervous. And to make Molotov cocktail, it's something simple mm, yeah. <laughs> and useful. Yeah, <laughs> that you yeah. can do, yeah. and and we have uh, and we have one more um, yeah, <laughs> very interesting effect of the war uh, that after you know this uh, Russian battleship go fuck yourself, the famous map, yeah. uh, our official starts started swelling, 
And it's yeah. okay now. Incredible. Yeah, in in official messages, wow. not just like you know in, in videos and Instagram. In official messages. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. so it it looks it it looks really weird, really. But it's okay for everybody. Yeah. So we are now in a very very uh, special time, and uh, of course it's uh, it's. Uh, it's a time of Musgraves, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a chi- it's also a time of uh, unity of mm-hmm. Ukraine. And uh, now I've worked with uh, Ulyana Suprun, uh, who had a minister of healthcare, uh, and I worked in her team uh, to make uh, the uh, healthcare uh, reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, our own Ukrainian NHS now. I don't know if Australia mm-hmm. have the same system NHS. It's similar, yeah. yeah. We have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, similar. We have NHS now, and uh, she's uh, she was uh, American citizen. She's pretty pretty famous in Ukraine and uh, uh, in in all the, the diaspora uh, mm-hmm. Ukrainian diaspora states. And uh, uh, she went uh, to Ukraine like a week before Maidan. Uh, just uh, she decided that mm, with her husband, he's also diasporan, uh, and uh, he's from Canada. And they decided that's our moment to come back to Ukraine and build this country. And they came back to Ukraine and Maidan started. Anyway. started. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the most <laughs> interesting moment. And, I, and you know, this diaspora uh, people, they, um, they're holder of, holders of uh, Ukrainian history mm. because uh, and Ukrainian culture. That, you know, you can't uh, kill the Ukrainian uh, spirit while Ukrainian diaspora, diaspora exists. Mm. And she told me a very interesting thing uh, that uh, it's uh, uh, that all of us, all of Ukrainians, we went to this moment during 400 years, mm-hmm. moved to the situation when we will beat Russia. Mm. And Russia in, will not be a threat to us anymore in several years at all. We will win before this war, but they won't be a threat to us, to Europe anymore. They mm. won't have nuclear weapon. They will not be the uh, Russian Federation state anymore. They will not have this huge uh, army, brainwashed army. We won't have it in four years. We won't have it anymore. Mm. So that's good news. That's very good news. And I think that's also a very, uh, very good note to end on. Uh, my, my last question uh, is: How can everyday citizens support, you know, citizens around the world support both Ukraine, but also um, refugees that are now flooding? I think more than two and a half million have already uh, left Ukraine, mainly through Poland, I guess. But um, how can everyday citizens help? Uh, in several ways. Uh, first, we. Have uh, official bank accounts in our national bank for humanitarian needs and for army, and uh, it's very easy to find it uh, in internet. Uh, just National Bank of Ukraine account army of humanitarian. It will show you any money are appreciated. Uh, at second, you can take your phone and call to your congressman or senator, a member of parliament office, uh, and uh, uh, to ask him what he personally is doing to all of this bull- bullshit in Ukraine to stop. Mm. Yeah, as, as people who elected him. And uh, uh, the one more thing, and of course, to 
press uh, to close the sky over Ukraine. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, one more thing is refugees. Uh, uh, refugees is a problem. We uh, need to, to save our uh, families, to save our children and parents, elderly. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate all the help. Uh, from European states and Americans, Canada and Australia, it's it's a huge help. And if you are ready to uh, get some refugees for a year, for several months, uh, just to have them as a part of your family, you always can uh, ask uh, diaspora in your country and they will know these families. Mm. And they will, uh, they will propose to our volunteers who... Um, are ready to who is uh, you know controlling all this uh, stream of uh, refugees mm. and of course australia is uh, far away from ukraine but uh, i think some people uh, uh, will be ready to go to your country uh, because you are the people who are ready to and who are ready to help us absolutely Dmitry. on that note uh, i know that we've gone well over our agreed time and uh, yes uh, yep you've got other interviews uh, coming up. So uh, thank you very much for your time and I wish you uh, and your country, men and women, all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All the best. All the best. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Voices of War. And since you got this far, please consider showing your support by liking and reviewing the show wherever you catch your pods. Also, if you're able, please consider showing your support through our Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee page. Links to both are in the show notes. Thank you, and until next time.